This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast edition of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book One, Exiles. Chapter 20. Lima was still working on her crossword puzzle when G came back to the counter and asked, Have you seen my brother? Just a second, the old woman whispered in irritation, filling in her squares. After a moment, she looked up. Y'all done back there? G nodded. Do you know where my brother is? Can't say I do, the woman whispered pursing her lips at the newspaper. Sorry. What about Sarah? Where is she? Lima shook her head. At the movies with her feller, I expect. Said she had a date tonight. She stood for a moment. She was used to grown-ups helping, not saying sorry and then going back to what they were doing. She waited a moment, hoping that the old woman would look up again but she didn't. G turned and looked out into the restaurant. It was quieter than before, and the crowd had thinned out a bit. She didn't see her brother anywhere. G sighed and turned back, giving Lima one last chance to ask, You okay, hon? Or, Why don't we go look for him together? When the old woman didn't, G sighed again and walked through the tables toward the front door. As she was passing by one of the tables, a man spoke to her. He was dark-haired and pale. Three of the fingertips on his upraised hand were stained black. He gave her a vague, absent-minded look. Can I get another cup of coffee, miss? I'm not a waitress, she told him. I don't work here. He raised his eyebrows, his gaze drifting away. My mistake. Sorry, she said. As she left, Juniper smiled to himself. This was going to be easier than he had expected. He lifted his cup. The coffee had gone cold and bitter while he'd waited, but he didn't mind. Outside, G looked out over the parking lot. A few cars staggered here and there. She hadn't expected to find her brother, but she was half hoping that the man with the guitar would still be out there. No sign of him. It looked like he had gone home for the night. She wondered what his house looked like. She wondered if he even had a house. She tried to imagine what his house would look like, or Sarah's. The thought made her happy. Then she remembered Edgar, and the thought of what his house might look like made her intensely uncomfortable, so she tried to think about something else. She wondered where her brother was. It wasn't like him to just vanish. He wouldn't just run off and leave her. Back home, she was the one who wandered off when their parents weren't looking. It wasn't deliberate. She just ended up someplace else, someplace unexpected. Her mother used to say that she needed a leash. Her father said that he'd just settle for heavier shoes to slow her down. It was her brother who usually found her. He was good at finding things. Suddenly, terribly sad, G closed her eyes, trying to find a place to put those thoughts. When she opened her eyes, there was a man standing in front of her. He was tall with black hair and skin so pale that it was almost white, like paper. 
His eyes were closed, and he had his head cocked to one side, almost as if he was listening, almost like he was... He opened his eyes, staring directly into her own. She took a step back. What? His face was calm, expressionless. A word from school wandered through the back of G's head. Placid. What do you want? The man didn't answer, did not move. He looked familiar. He'd been in the restaurant. He'd asked her for coffee. G took a step back, wondering if she could get around him and back into the diner, wondering if he would chase her when she ran. The pale man tilted his head to the other side. Do you still have all your baby teeth? His voice was flat, almost pleasant. He sounded so calm and reasonable that, for a moment or two, G actually thought that his question made sense. Then she thought again. What? The man's eyes had a still, dull sheen to them, like old glass marbles. He wasn't looking at her, not quite. His eyes drifted past her as he spoke, settling on a point just above her left eye. You are, G told herself, looking at all kinds of crazy. Before she could answer him, a car in the parking lot honked and she practically jumped out of her skin. The pale man barely moved, his eyes flickering at the broad blare of the horn. An old rusting hulk of a car came roaring up, skidding to a halt at the bottom of the concrete steps. The car engine revved. The horn sounded again. G glanced back to the pale man. He'd moved between her and the door, between her and the safety of the diner. He smiled again, warmly, not scary at all, which, of course, made him all the more frightening. Hey! G turned back to the car. The passenger's door swung open, and she was surprised and relieved to see a friendly face grinning up at her. Well, not friendly, but at least familiar. It was Edgar. The pale man moved closer, shifting nearer to her when she wasn't looking, like some dreadful game of Simon Says. He was smiling wider, but there was something decidedly unfriendly about it now. He stared absently at his shoulder. His hands hung loosely at his sides, almost as if he'd forgotten about them. G didn't think that they'd stay forgotten for very long. The horn blared again. Hurry up, Edgar called. G had never heard the phrase, better the devil you know than the one you don't, before, but she knew that she trusted the boy's strange, lopsided grin a lot more than that creepy, quiet smile of the man edging towards her. She jumped down the stairs and tumbled into the waiting car, slamming the door closed in triumph. Edgar let out a whoop and they roared off into the night. At the top of the steps, Juniper watched the red of the taillights fade dimly into the distance. Too easy, he thought to himself. He didn't like putting on an act like that but it got the job done. Now all it would take is time. He had plenty of that. Still smiling, he went back into the diner to finish his coffee.
You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and performed by T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at www.tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. To receive permission, please contact the author directly by holding up a mirror beneath the full moon one night past its wane and whispering your request into the left ear of your own reflection or in the usual manner at www.tmcamp.com. Unless otherwise noted, all contents of this production are copyright 2007. TM Camp. All rights reserved.